Welcome to Swift Coaches Academy, a podcast dedicated to bringing health and wellness professionals the uncensored truth behind what it really takes to succeed in the health industry with me, your host, Zania Wood. As an accredited exercise physiologist and business owner for almost a decade, I'm on a mission to transform the lives of ambitious health professionals like you who want more and are ready to take action to create incredible impact in your careers and unlock financial freedom in your business. So join me as I speak candidly with industry leaders about the struggles and successes from within the trenches through thought-provoking conversations. Today, Xenia speaks with one of her very own biz mentees, Jeannie Vo. In less than two years, Jeannie quit her six-figure income nine-to-five job, became a PT and opened her very own gym, making more for herself and her partner than she ever would have working for someone else. Today's discussion has so many insights into the most impactful parts of the biz mentorship, as well as several of the strategies behind Jeannie's success. If you're looking to level up your health biz this year, you'll definitely want to listen closely to this episode. Jeannie, how are you, lovely? I'm good. How are you? I am doing really well. I'm so glad that um, we could find the time in your chaos at the moment to to jump on and, and have a chat because going from a corporate job two years ago to running and owning your own gym through our business mentorship program is a bloody 180 on your life and your <laughs> lifestyle. So I'm glad that... Um, you just mentioned before we were on that you now have Saturdays off and you can, you know, have a little bit of time back. So why don't we just rewind back to the start before we jump ahead to all the exciting things that you're doing now. Um, I'd love to know where your head was at before joining the mentorship and what made you decide to embark on this journey. Um, I think at that point I had actually reached out to you like well before I even joined the mentorship Zen. And I think we chatted cause I was like, oh, you know, like I'm sort of just starting out and I was still working, I was still doing my full-time job. And then I just had sort of ventured working, doing like some mobile PT and things like that, but I hadn't quite gone out on my own yet. So I think at that point I was kind of already thinking that I probably should you know, do something of my own. And I had been following you for quite a while as well. And I was like, oh, she, she knows her shit. (laughs) Um, So I wanted to get some guidance in terms of having someone like a business mentor to really sort of show me the ropes um, so that when I do do it on my own, you know, I'm doing kind of all the right things, learning from other people in the industry and like doing the best that I can as well um and i think yeah at that point i wasn't quite ready yet so then we spoke a few months later and i was and it was perfect timing like the stars aligned because i had just set up my home gym um where i started out as so it was yeah the timing couldn't have been more perfect and so because you were a contractor before that doing mobile outside of like a corporate nine to five totally unrelated industry right yeah 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 crazy and so then you went from okay I'm gonna like really do this and I I really want help and I I see two categories of people who we typically work with there's the there's the genies of of the world of the mentoring who are like from day zero or like negative 30 I want to do this really well from the start and then there's the people who are sort of in it for a year or two and they're like oh like I'm really struggling I need help now um and I think regardless of the way that we get the people who come into into the mentorship program, I um, what I really love is that um, particularly you had like really, really good clarity from the start. I think something worth mentioning was that you were really clear on your avatar and your offer um, from the start, like who you wanted to work with, who you didn't want to work with. Um, where did that come from for you? Was that something you always sort of knew or did you develop that over time I think it came from sort of like my own training over time and where my passion lied in terms of what I like to do so more like the strength training really focusing on you know moving things well and being you know really pushing myself um 
And I sort of have been reflecting on it a little bit in the last sort of like couple of months is I think the avatar client that I like to train is sort of me. <laughs> and I think we briefly spoke about this as well. Then it's like my avatar is essentially me um, and the kind of people and the type of training that I like to do because it makes me feel like, you know, I have a lot more value to add because I'm really passionate about it. Um, and I'm learning through my own like training and things like that. And I'm just applying that to my own kind of teaching with clients as well. I think you actually find like you hit the nail on the head there in terms of it being you probably like maybe three or four years ago, um, in terms of like your journey. And that's typically who we end up helping, right? Is those people who we wish had helped us when we were three, four years prior, who maybe we didn't get the right support or mentoring or coaching from. And we can see that there's a real need for like, what would I have wanted three or four years ago? And it's a great place to start with an avatar because you know exactly their wants, their desires, their pain points and things like that. And I think when we flesh that out even further, it just drew more and more people to you who were your people as opposed to getting like random leads and sort of I remember when you know you created the website and you were doing your social media stuff when you were speaking from that point of view of like I was where you were it really just called out those people who were your people Um, and I saw that you know all of your clients were in that pretty much same bucket especially when they were coming from those channels um, so that was really cool. Um, so we started a business and was like, I have next little idea. I'm not going to say no idea. You definitely had some idea, but you were a little bit like, how the hell do I do this business thing? Um, what were the, the big key things that you were looking for before you decided to jump into the Swift mentoring program? For me, it was, I think, someone who kind of, you know, had skin in the game um, was the biggest thing. Is someone who was in the industry, knew exactly what they were talking about, um, and I guess kind of like had a similar, I guess, type of journey. I mean, you're an allied health professional, but like in terms of like growing, building the business and things like that, um, and someone who was, I guess, for me, it's like someone who was actually quite well known in the industry. Um, had a really good reputation um, and I was willing to invest in that as well. Um, And then I'm just trying to think the other probably criteria is um, someone who is sort of like no BS, like will just tell me like it is and give me like (laughs) the systems and the processes that I need to implement. Um, And yeah, like literally like you always tell me like it is like GD, like, blah, blah, blah. Um, but you never sugarcoated anything. It was very like straight to the point, like get it done, just get shit done. Like, and that's how you're going to kind of grow the business. And you are right. Like I just got it done and it didn't have to be perfect and it just worked. <laughs> I love that. That's, um, I literally have sort of started coining the term, like the no BS health business mentor. So I love that you said that because I guess that's affirmation for me that like, I am actually projecting or or I am not behaving, but like I am really embodying, that's the right word, Um, and you're seeing that. So that's really great. And I love the no sugarcoating as well. Like it's definitely no fluff. It's definitely, you know, like obviously there's chats about mindset and what's getting in your way if it's necessary. And I think the big key thing that seems to be missing in a lot of these quote unquote business coaches at the moment is like genuine strategy and like Mm -hmm. actually like once you've got out of your own way and the people who are or, or you know working through getting out of your own way but also like I need actionable things as to what to actually do. And I think that sometimes there's this huge um, presence online of all the mindset and the the confidence building. And that's absolutely a huge part of what I think all of it is. Even at that level where you feel like you're out of your own way, you're like, oh, I'm actually still, you know, nervous about charging higher prices, nervous about, you know, opening a gym, whatever it is, there's still... Mm -hmm the headspace stuff that has to get out of the way. And I think that what I've, I'm glad you mentioned that I really um, 
make sure that we focus on is actionable items. Like what are you doing? What is the check mark? What are we stepping forward with as opposed to like, oh, do you feel good this week? Because there's a very big difference I've found between like if I ask someone how they feel that week and then I ask someone like give me your statistics on or your numbers on your business, like how many clients, what's your financials, like give me the actual data, often they're not even the same you know, Mm. or like one client, two clients canceled and they're like, everything's fucked. And then you look and you're like, yeah, but you have 35 clients. Like you'll be okay. Like it's, it's a blip on the radar. So, um, yeah, I think that's, that's a really cool thing that you highlighted in terms of the no BS, the strategies and, and putting those things in place on that. What do you feel like? Cause we work together for, the past like two years effectively. Mm. And what do you feel like were some of the like key milestones or like strategies maybe that you got from working with me in the mentorship program that really helped to accelerate your growth? Because going from, I don't have a PT business to I'm opening up my own gym facility and my partner's working with me and we've just hired someone is like not normal. Um, if you're not, but you know, like that's not what you see when people are generally starting out their business. So, um, it might be helpful to maybe dive into some of those key things for you that you think, um, accelerated your progress. Yeah, I think probably of, I remember probably, it was probably even one of the first calls that we had where you literally were like, you need to sort out your finances and you need to track all your numbers. And you need us to set up seven different bank accounts and distribute the funds so that you can operate your business. I think that was probably one of the biggest things that I hadn't done. Um, and I think that's really set me up for success as well, is that I never feel like I don't have enough funds for X, Y, Z, because I've got everything allocated. I know exactly how much I'm spending each week, what my expenses are. I know exactly how much income or revenue that I'm getting. Um, so I can really just plan as well um the other one was the transition for me from doing one-on-one to more semi-private training i think that was the biggest shift and the biggest change for me in terms of really like accelerating the growth in my business because i had reached a point with the one-on-ones and i mean it was a great problem to have where it was like i only have X amount of hours in a day and I can't take on any more clients. And at that point I was still working my full-time nine to five job as well. Um, so I couldn't take on any more clients. So I really felt like I was capped and like the business wasn't growing and things like that. So that transition over to the semi-private model really accelerated the growth for me. Um, and then I think the other thing was really focusing on lead gen, like what are the strategies that we're going to use to really generate leads? Um, you got us to do, uh, you know, write down like 30 ways for us to generate leads. And it was just going through that list and just ticking it off. I mean, even now, like I'll still go through that list uh, with the gym um, to sort of look at ways that I can really um, grow the business and generate more leads as well. Especially if you're, you know, a home gym or online coach or, you know, because when you're working in a gym that is like a big chain or whatever, you often do get leads. And I know that there's often, oh, yeah, but they're shit leads. And it's like, okay, but you wouldn't have had those had you not been paying the gym Mm. for rent. So I think sometimes the coaches who do have that um, rent-based model and a facility where leads are literally handed to them maybe don't recognize how impactful that is or how much opportunity you have to actually draw those people in. And if you have an irresistible offer, you have something where, you know, you gel really well. Firstly, you build no like and trust, and then you transition that to being like a really, um, a really, irresistible offer so that they are really excited about working with you. I think that there's probably some stuff that's missing for some of those, those PTs particularly, or anyone working in those gym facilities to capitalize on the leads that they are getting. Um, and instead of sort of like brushing them off. Yeah. Cause working in a home gym, whereas like I don't get to see anyone or any members of anything. So it was really tough to, generate the leads and build up that client base to start with because there was no awareness people didn't know who I was people didn't know what I did 
Um, yeah. And then, yeah, over time, you know, it was a lot. It was a lot of lead generation outbound, like sales or marketing that I did. And then over time, as I developed my client base and you know my reputation and things like that, that's when more inbound sales came, which was a lot nicer because I didn't have mm. to work so hard for it. Um, always, it always. Word of mouth. <laughs> Yeah. And I remember, um, maybe there's other things you can add to this, but I remember you went like, I'm pretty sure we went to like local cafes. We went to like beauty salons, you networked and created partnerships with them. You were like walking the streets doing flyers, like you fucking hustled. (laughs) (laughs) Um, were there any, any strategies in terms of lead generation that you found, um, to be, like really helpful or, or even just like in terms of the ideas created from that 30 legion activity that we have yeah i think it really made you think outside of the box as well in terms of what you could do i think the most beneficial one i found is really just creating those partnerships with the local businesses so having that referral network like i still got those um now and you know those businesses they come in like the owners they come and train here um so it's really beneficial and valuable like it's not even the fact that you know i have to get a lead from this person it's not why you create those partnerships it's about building that awareness and having that great relationship and it becomes a lot more organic than sort of like forced referrals as well um, yeah. I found that probably to, to be one of the most valuable lead gen strategies. And like, even with those mail drops, it's just a numbers game. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I think that's the thing. Doing it. <laughs> but yeah, the more you do it, like, it's just, it's just a numbers game. Yeah. I think, I think what people fail sometimes to realize is they go, oh, it's $200 to go and print some flyers. And I'm like, yeah, but in two sessions, you've made that back. You need one person to attend two appointments. And you've maybe three, depending on what you're charging, right? But like it's for your time and effort for that, yes. But then, you know, if you look at, and I think we, when we went into numbers and finances, absolutely setting up all those different bank accounts. But then also when we started looking at um, like clients' lifetime value, I think that that was something that was helpful for you because when we look at lead generating strategies, yes, we may have to spend a certain amount in some of those things, whether it's flyers, whether it's, whatever it is, the partnership opportunity, however you create those. Um, but looking at, okay, well, I'm pretty sure you were like, oh, well, no one's really left except for if they like move states. So I think my lifetime value is as long as I've been working, which shows that you're <laughs> bloody great at what you do. Um, but I think, I think we ended up going with like, it's a six month thing. And if they're paying, yeah. let's say an average of a hundred dollars a week, that's for just one person. And so if you could invest that much money and you look at the lifetime value, it's not how much do I get back in the first appointment, but how much do I get over the lifetime value of that client? And that should be, you know, a couple hundred dollars less than that minus your expenses. If you are paying a coach to do those sessions, that should be how much you're willing to spend to get a new client on board. You might want to look at, you know, your profit numbers or how much rent you're paying, but you know, you were working at home, like you didn't have rent as part of your expenses. So um, we were able to really have a look at that number and calculate that number and then go, hang on a second. Like I'm very happy to spend $500 to get a client because I know that if it's $2,600 for six months, which is my average, then I'm still up $2,100. So I remember that being something that we went through that was, um, yeah, probably a little bit of an eye opener. <laughs> yeah, I think you made me really flip my mindset from getting comfortable and like understanding that I got to spend money to make money, essentially. <laughs> and you, yeah, absolutely. And I think you know, there's obviously strategies that don't require that. However, yeah. when you get to a point where you're saying, "Well, I don't have enough time," then the other lever that we can pull is money. Yeah. And so it's it's. I guess it's probably figuring out which of those which of those levers do you want to pull. Um, but if it's not time, then it's going to be money. And if it's not money, then it's going to be time. But realizing the ROI on spending that money, the idea that we invest that because it makes us more money mm. and money in the bank is not helping us with inflation and 
whatever else, right? But we won't go into the, the money mindset today. But in terms of spending money to make more money on things like marketing, on things like building out your team, on things like um, scalable assets or, you know, programs or protocols or things where you can automate in your business. I think lots of those little things you probably did along the way as well, mm-hmm. um, which were probably pretty impactful. Were there any other like either specific strategies or things we went through um, that that you were like, that really helped me or I still use that today? Um, Hey coach, quick interruption to this episode. If you're enjoying it, then you are going to absolutely love our live and free business masterclass. We are taking people in their business to a hundred thousand dollars and beyond in the second half of 2023 with our create your irresistible offer masterclass. Now, this is going to be without any sleazy tactics on sales or anything like that, and literally just providing tons of value for you. So if you're interested in that, just jump into the show notes and you can find all the details to register there. I'll see you then and back to the episode. Just trying to think. I feel like the mentorship was a whirlwind. I can't believe it was two years. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like a lot of the strategies that I use now are just second nature to me. Like it's just something that I just do as a habit. So just trying to think other strategies that I used. Um, even just, you know, content planning is just being on top of your content. Um, you know, you don't have to do it every day, but it's just, you know, blocking out some time in your calendar to do it. Um, like spend a few hours doing it and then you've got content planned for like the next two weeks or like the next fortnight. Um, a lot of automation, I would say as well, like really like how are we going to generate more leads? Like, um, you know, doing, putting some like eBooks or something on the website just to um, capture more leads and then setting up automations and things like that. Even just, you know, payments even. Um, and just, yeah, really, I, I think, think the, sorry, you go. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, getting leads and really nurturing them as well. Um, And tracking it too, right? Because we had a lead tracker too because I think a lot of the times, you know, people will say, I want more leads. And I'm like, well, how many are you getting at the moment? They're like, oh, like maybe one or two a week or whatever it is. And it's like, okay, well, where are you tracking that? And it's like, oh, I'm not. I'm like, well, did you read? Like, and so sometimes we realize there's so many holes in the system or lack of system. Um, and so to be able to track all of those trends and, um, you know, numbers has been a huge thing. I've noticed that, um, those who do really, really well, uh, in our programs are always very on top of their numbers or learn about it. Right. Like I was shit at it before I started. And like you said, you were like, I didn't realize I probably needed more bank accounts than one business bank account. I thought one business bank account separate to my personal was fine. Um, And so then just getting clarity on those numbers in the business, whether it's, you know, clients, whether it's average lifetime value, whether it's, um, you know, uh, termination or churn percentage and having a look at how many people leave. And, you know, therefore, if you're saying, oh, I want to add five clients in the next month. okay, but do you do you lose any each month on average? Maybe you lose one or two. So you actually need to add seven, knowing that you might lose one or two. Um, and I think that can create a lot more clarity than I want to add five. It's like, well, how many do you have right now? Let's look at your net increase as opposed to just like a certain number, but don't worry about the current people. Yeah. Um, huge, huge. And I think the other thing is sort of the way that I sell what I do, like my service. Um, Mm, that's a great point. Talk to me about that. Yeah. So I think we trade time for money often as PTs, um, but it's really short, sort of selling your service as a whole. So it's not just, you know, the time, the 45 minutes or the 60 minutes that they're with you. It's everything wrapped around that that they get. So it's, you know, support for the whole six months outside of those coaching sessions. You know, if they have questions and things like that, because you might only see them, you know, two, three times a week three probably max if it's personal training um so it's like what are they doing outside of those sessions keeping them accountable keeping them motivated having giving them access to like um you know like their programming like 
on a training app or whatever it is, or an Excel spreadsheet, if that's what you use, um, so that they can go and train in their own time as well if they have a gym membership, because I was working from a home gym. So it wasn't like a commercial gym where they could just come in and go whenever they wanted. Mm. Um, And, you know, like, just, yeah, I think the biggest thing was, you know, what are they getting from not just the personal training, but all the support that they're going to get, that's going to get them towards their goal, whether it's going to be, you know, I want to squat a hundred kilos or I want to lose 10 kilos. It's like, what are all the steps that we're going to help them along the way to get there? Not just the, I see you for two sessions a week for one hour. And Absolutely. And that, that comes into that irresistible offer creation, right? Because if every other, let's call it personal trainer for this example, is charging X dollars for X minutes or time face-to-face, Obviously, we know that you also do programming. You also probably check in with their allied health team. You also probably do research on that. You also, you know, like there's so many different things that we're doing outside of that face-to-face time. But when I say I'm $80 an hour or $100 an hour, then people associate with that as opposed to creating more of a package or an offer, we can call it, where it's like, okay, yes, you get me twice a week for 45 minutes. But on top of that, there's a training app for your daily mobility and prehab there's also a recovery protocol in there there's also the ability for me to come and attend your physiotherapy sessions when you need it there's also a water bottle bag hat package that's thrown in there's also and you can go goes on and on and on right like you can continue we were literally I was actually talking this morning with my um general manager, which is um, something that I haven't spoken about before but we hired a general manager ahead of rehab which is very bloody exciting side note Um, talking to him about, you know, what could we add in our package? And we literally just created a list of things and we're like, okay, well, we would want to talk about breath work. We want to talk about hydration, sleep, nutrition, um, you know, all these supplementations because people have these questions, right? And then what if, this is very side note, but I think it's also helpful and, and you could do this in your gym as well. Um, what if we could then go, okay, well, who's the sleep expert that we know? Is there like a a sleep specialist or could we network with snooze or sleepies or one of those companies and go, Hey, we're going to refer people to you. Can you create some content and some downloadable PDFs for us? And we will give access to everyone who's a member of ours. And when they come to you, they get a discount. We get a potentially like an incentive or a referral kickback or something like that. And then we go to the supplement store. We do the same thing. And then we go to the dietitian and we do the same thing. We go to the podiatrist and we go to athlete's foot and we go to, like we were just like oh my god there's so many ideas but I think that comes back to the partnerships these don't necessarily like you said have to be monetary or like I need an exchange right now but you know how much value could you add to your clients maybe you charge nothing for it but hopefully they have a greater understanding of nutrition or hydration or whatever category it is or you can just refer them back to it and say hey like I know your sleep's really suffering have you seen the sleep module Um, and create something that now it feels like this, wow, incredible offer as opposed to, oh, but I'm just $80 for an hour. Mm. (laughs) It it makes a huge difference. Yeah. And I find they often stay with you for a lot longer as well. It's like, okay, um, I've reached the end of my 12 weeks or whatever, but they just keep going. But I think, I feel like if, I was just selling, you know, session by session or trading, you know, time for money and things like that. They probably wouldn't stay with me beyond the minimum term. And I think something else that you do really well is selling the the desired outcome or the or the result rather than the input. Because a lot of people talk about the um, the features, like the how many sessions or like, you know, I have this facility or you get this equipment or whatever. But even though we've talked about all these different opportunities in terms of recovery, hydration, whatever, it's the benefits that people want. They don't need 700 sessions available to them. They need or or they want to lose 10 kilos. Mm -hmm. And however that happens doesn't really matter because we can do it in 10 different ways at least in terms of maybe they don't even have to exercise. It could just be diet, but maybe, you know, you talk about the benefits of that, but talking about the benefits, not just the features, I think is something that 
you did really well in terms of when you speak to them one-on-one in, in your like consults and whatnot, speaking to like, what is the goal that you want? And then you carve their path to help them get there as opposed to regardless of what your goal is, we have X, I'm X dollars for X time mm. as opposed to like to get this outcome, it's going to take us, you know, like I, re- I think I remember us speaking about someone who wanted to lose like 20 kilos or something. And we Mm. were talking about, they wanted to start with like 10, 10 weeks or or something small. And I'm like, okay, but like you can't get them to their goal in that time period. So if you were to truly give that client the gold standard answer for that, and it was sustainable weight loss, we know it's like half a kilo to a kilo a week. Um, And so you know, these people who haven't been committal before because, and and potentially that's been cycling their weight or things like we want to go in with going, Hey, look, this is going to be hard. It is going to take time and I'm fucking here for you. And we need at least 26 weeks. If we're going to lose 20 kilos, probably closer to a year, to be honest, to create some Mm -hmm. sustainability and habits. And I think I remember you going through that and doing a really good job of, I guess, um, painting the vision for these people. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously, you know, you come across as, and are very genuine and very caring. And so that is shown in it. So it's not, I need your money for more time. It's like, Hey, like if you really want these results, like it's going to take some time. Yeah. And I think the thing is like a lot of people, there's so much BS out there in the industry and it's just, yeah, being upfront with them, I find works quite well. It's like, Hey, I want to lose 20 kilos in my two months and you just tell them like well I'm not going to be able to help you do that because of xyz and this is how this will work better for you because it's more sustainable you're going to develop habits you're going to be able to keep the weight off and things like that and I think they appreciate the honesty Mm. and if they're looking for a quick fix then you can be like sorry I'm not committing to that because I can't guarantee you those results you might as well go elsewhere and at least that way from day zero you're, you have an understanding that you've been really clear and not tried to sell them the world and then some. You've been really open and honest and said, hey, I love that that's your goal, but we need to set some realistic timeframes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people are either going to be like a fuck yes or a fuck no, and they're going to be yeah. on board or they're going to be off board. And then yeah. you get all the ones who are on board and it's it's a dream client really. Yeah, and it goes back to that avatar client because I end up working with people that I want to work with, not people who are here for like a quick fix or yeah, yeah. they're just not ideal. Absolutely, absolutely. So why don't we talk about... You, you mentioned before you sort of got to full capacity and then we scaled to three-on-ones. Yeah. How did that transition go? Because I think sometimes people would be nervous and be like, oh, but my clients want to see me one-on-one. They definitely don't want to see me in the group. They really love the individualization. How did you maybe navigate that conversation with people? Um, I For them, I think during that time, I don't know, I think it was when like inflation was like peaking or starting to happen. So the way that I I positioned it was they're still going to get that same level of support, that same level of service, the individualization for their programming. Only difference is there might be two other people training in the session with them. Um, but everyone has their own program that they work through. It's not group fitness. It's all personal training. Um, and having other people in the session will keep them motivated and accountable because they see the other people working hard and they're like, oh, shit, like I need to work just as hard as well. Or they push themselves a little bit more. And then if they ever feel like, you know, they want to cancel a session, they're like, oh, I don't feel like it. They're not just canceling on me anymore. Now they're canceling on two other people in the session as well. So I think it's just having, creating that environment and that community aspect to it, but then also they're paying a fraction of what they were paying before from a one-on-one to like a semi-private cost as well. And then how did that benefit you as well as the business owner in terms of like cash flow? So yeah, in terms of cash flow, I was able to make more money for the, without like sacrificing more time. So for example, if I had a one-on-one client who was paying saying $70 a session, but now I was having three semi-private clients paying 50 a session, I was making 150 versus $70 for the same amount of time spent. Mm. And I mean like a teeny bit of work on the back end in terms of still personalizing the programs and things, but for almost doubling the income for that time like very worth it right 
Yeah, yeah. And I remember having a conversation with you and I was like, oh my God, then like, I don't know how to transition to semi-private. Like, how do you do this? I was like super nervous because I hadn't done it before. But, you know, like you were kind of like, you just got to do it. And the more you do it, the more practice you have, the easier it is to run. I think it's just trying to um, kind of just figure out logistically, like, how do I make this work? And just working it out as you go along as well. You just, you just got to do it. And I think going back to, you just told me, you just got to take action. <laughs> Yes. I'm, I'm glad that these things have like glued into your memory because I feel like that I preach that all of the time is just like, you know, jump and build your wings on the way down, like take action before you're ready. Like all of these things that in theory people are like, yeah, I know, but I want to have all my eggs, eggs in my basket or ducks in a row or whatever it is. Um, and I think that that prevents a lot of people from getting to where they want to be. And if they're waiting until they're ready, then it's way too late, I think. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that, yeah, seeing you you do that and then building the confidence and having, you know, sometimes they are hard conversations and sometimes not every single person is going to want that. But then if you, I, I think for a period before you just went, no, nah, everyone's semi-private. I think you still offered one-on-ones, but you mm. had it at the same rate. And so you're like, cool, you can still do a one-on-one with me, but it's the same price as a three-on-one. So like my time is worth more than, you know, what it used to be because of my knowledge, my skills, like everything that I'm doing behind the scenes. Um, and so providing options for people as opposed to necessarily saying like, it's this or kind of like get lost um, mm. because you still obviously, you know, want to help them and also need to help yourself to create the gym that you've got. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so, cause that was a big jump, right? Going from three on one full capacity in yeah. your home gym, in your little garage that became like, it looked like a bloody kick-ass uh, home gym studio to now, honestly, like, I, I don't think we've spoken about this, but I am very, very envious of how schlick and like incredible your facility is and like the black and green and the neon and like all the little details that you've put into it I could not if when I'm in Sydney next I'm definitely coming down for a yes, session but um, <laughs> but um talk to me about maybe the transition from okay I'm doing semi-private or I'm thinking I want to open a gym what were the thought processes with that and what um what made you take the leap? I think because I re again, I reached that, you know, that ceiling where I was had the three on ones. I hit capacity. I couldn't grow the business anymore. I couldn't get more equipment in. I couldn't get more clients in. I was literally like bursting at the seams. Um, and then I always had that goal where I was like I want to open up my own gym and like this is what I want to do this is where my passion lies like I could have stayed in corporate and made you know climb the corporate ladder or whatever it was but I'm like I want something to call my own um mm. and I think for me like wanting to have my own gym gave me some I guess like stability in the sense that yeah if I lease a space I'm going to be here for the next three years and I'm going to hustle I want to work real hard and I want to make this work like no matter what it is um so yeah it was a big leap um but I, for me it's worth it because now I yeah have my own gym get to do what I want I'm able to get to hire staff have a team you can really support me and it just allows me to work on the business rather than so much in the business as well which is one of the reasons one of the main reasons why I also wanted a gym as well is like I can't grow the business if I'm spending all my time on the floor coaching and things like that which I do love and I you know I don't want to give that up but there's only like I can't I don't have more time to do things that I need to do to grow the business as well hmm. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you, you usually, if you're, if you're, you know, growing, you get to a point and obviously I did as well, where you're like, I can't help a hundred people. Like I don't have the time or the space to be able to do that. Yet if mm. I hired people and I taught them my systems, my structure, my processes, then we could help a hundred people and we could help maybe two, three, five, you know, hundred people. Um, 
as opposed to just the clients that I can service. And then, you know, the fact that everyone wants some time off, everyone wants to have your Saturdays off at at some point and not be doing that for years. I was speaking to another mentee the other day and he was saying, I've Zen, it's the first time in six years I've had a Saturday to myself. And like, just those things like fucking give me goosebumps and light me up. And that is fucking why I do this because yes, you love clients. Yes. You want to still work with them for the foreseeable future and also give back to your own health and everything else in your life that you are outside of just a business owner. Yeah. 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 I had my first Saturday off in like, I don't even know how long it's been (laughs) in like three three years, four years Mm. this last weekend. So yeah, that was, I was like, wow, this is what it feels like. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. And the other thing too, you, with this gym that you bought, you are leasing space and bought the equipment. Um, you didn't have to like get a loan or anything for that. Did you? No, we didn't get a loan or anything for that, which for me, I have this thing where I'm like, oh, do I really want to be in debt? <laughs> um, but yeah. No. Has a mortgage, but side note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Already feel like you gave my life away with the mortgage. Um, but yeah, no, we didn't sort of borrow any money. Um, we had money in the business accounts that we could use. Um, and we pulled some from our savings as well. Um but most of it had come from kind of money that we had set aside uh, to set up the gym, which was a big relief for us as well. Absolutely. And I think that probably ties back into the having those little buckets for the different financial mm-hmm. business accounts, right? Because I know we've spoken about this before, but you know, you have some for marketing, you have some for profit and profit is yeah. kind of fun business money to do what you want with to grow it. And um you know, it's kind of like you generally spend the most people spend the money that is there to be spent. But if you have it in a separate account that, you know, like this is for building my gym Mm. or whatever, you can forecast that. And I am so proud to see that you were able to create what is honestly a bloody kick-ass looking facility, um, without having to get debt because, you know, equipment's expensive, And there's, you know, even just the flooring costs per meter is exorbitant, I believe. I don't know how they can charge that for a piece of, like, hard rubber. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy. But, um, no, that's that's awesome. So why don't we talk about, like, future directions, what's next for you, what you're doing at the moment? Um, So at the moment, I mean, we still obviously want to build up our current the new gym um and just start building more awareness and things like that um want to grow the team to hire more coaches as well um because i think for us like i said you know we want to work on the business rather than so much in the business so for me if i can get more coaches on board i can kind of impart my knowledge and develop them as coaches as well so that they can be the best that they can be and build a great reputation for themselves in the industry. But that also means that they can coach the clients that we have. So then I can spend more time working on the business. And I think the one thing that I'm really proud of with the way that we've kind of structured like the team that we want to grow is that it's we've got career development opportunities as well so it's not just hey I'm a PT and that's it it's like well no you're like yeah you're a PT but you can become like head coach or you can become you know like GM and become like the gym manager and things like that so there are opportunities because eventually for me it's like I want to be able to step away from the business um, and not spend so many hours on it and it still runs like without me preach (laughs) (laughs) yes I love yes I love that and to then get to a position where you can do that I think you know and to be able to be there when you want to not when you have to I think is a huge shift and um I'm so excited to see that happen for you because I remember um you know it happening for me and it's life-changing in terms of you know what you can do when I'm still very heavily like 
working on the business and I get to choose which avenues, which directions we go down, where we take it. And um, I spoke in our Money Mindset Masterclass recently about affecting money, not just you know, working for money in terms of, you know, you could absolutely continue to get $150 for a three-on-one session um, and you're making $150 for that time. Or you could affect money by having a team and, and coaching them for an hour and they can go and make you $500, you know? Mm-hmm. And so being able to affect the money as opposed to earn the money, I think is a really, really great way to continue to grow and scale a business and it's absolutely not for everyone I know that you know some some guys we work with aren't wanting to scale they want to continue to work in it quite heavily Um, but even the automations the systems all the other things if you're not you know like 5am till 8pm every single bloody day like we can't sustain that for forever if you want to travel have a family do whatever right mm-hmm. like um if you're not at work and you can't make money then that's a problem um if you're going to treat your business like a business and not just a hobby um, yeah. yeah so you don't get into it for whatever you get into it because you love it <laughs> absolutely and then it's hard <laughs> absolutely and then you want it to work for you in return and you know being able to go you know what I actually want to participate in the in the group class as opposed to run it because I really love my community and I want to give back to them and be there to support Mm -hmm. them or create events or do all these things that you just don't have the mental headspace for if you're um, trying to do that whilst also having a, a full client list yeah, like I think on Saturday when I had the day off, I came in and I trained when some of my clients were there as well. And it was like, I think that was the first time they've ever seen me train because I'm always coaching them. <laughs> New experiences. Yeah. New experiences. I love that. Um, last question. If there was... If there was a friend, and I know you've already um, referred a couple of people to us, and thank you for that. But if there was another friend or someone in the industry who was considering working with the Swift Business Mentoring, and they were a little nervous or hesitant, what would you say to them? Honestly, I'd say you just got to do it. Like you need someone to help and guide you that's done it before and learn from what they've done. Um, Because honestly, like I don't think unless you're amazing, like I don't think you could do it on your own without support behind you Um, and the lessons from them because there's so much that you don't think about when you start up your own business, Um, you know. So it's having people there that can guide you sort of hold your hand and just give you the confidence that you need when you're not feeling like you can do it pretty much. Mm. Like you sort of pushed me out of my comfort zone so many times. (laughs) I feel like I was, I do this to everyone in my life. I said to my boyfriend the other day, I was like, I'm um, Katie's teacher from Mean Girls. I'm like, I'm a pusher, Katie. I push people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, that's you me. That's, you. that's you. <laughs> like, I, um, you pushed me so outside of my comfort zone, but it's exactly what I needed to kind of get to where I am. Like, I, I think, yeah, like, don't question it. You just take action. You just got to do it. <laughs> yeah. And I think the thing is too, that yes, some people can get to a level of success or, or whatnot without, support but often it's so much slower so much more infuriating and so much more like second guessing yourself Mm -hmm. and questioning and going a b or c like what do i do and just kind of like it's it's playing russian roulette with your business and really your life and your finances and like fuck that like i want to i want the secret sauce like give me the table that the chips like they're rigged like that's the table if i can if i can pay to be at that table that's the table i want to be at right Yeah, oh, yeah. And it's awesome. like you're paying for, like, you know, the strategies, the process, the systems, like the secret sauce that makes everything all work together. But like you said, it's just it accelerates the growth. Like I wouldn't 
have thought I'd be able to get to where I am today. Like I started the mentorship with you two years ago. <laughs> um, and I was still sort of just setting up my home gym then. So yeah, it's definitely accelerated my growth in terms of where I am now. Well, I'm bloody glad for it. Um, so Habitat Gym, which is the new fresh neon green black vibes where can we find you um and if there are coaches i know that you do like education and sort of like there's potential internships and things on offer for incredible candidates if there are any people in sydney where are they um looking for the green and black so we're in southwest sydney so in preston's um and yeah we are looking for coaches or interns um we really want to develop people in the industry as well and really build their reputation up um so yeah you can find us on instagram so habitat.gym um and yeah we're pretty much the only we are the only private personal training gym out in preston's way as well so that's our special source um that's our specialty here awesome awesome um last thing that i always like to finish with is one actionable item taking action obviously being the key theme of anyone who works with me um if someone was let's say looking to get started or grow their gym or you know even just build their pt clients or you know allied health stuff what is one thing that you think they could take action on that would help them move forward in their business i think the one thing is breaking down your goals into very specific like actionable specific numbers that you want to hit and just breaking down that big goal into smaller chunks um and working that way rather than having this big amazing goal that you really want but not having steps to get there i love that and that's yeah definitely something that i know that i always press and go through and make sure that we have the numbers behind that and we're tracking it as well i would add that make sure you track this and look at it regularly and if that's your north star like have a number or a dollar figure or a photo of a gym or whatever on the wall as to as to where you're going to go with it so beautiful so we're going to get clarity on our goals i love that awesome um, thank you so much for spending the time with me this morning, Jeannie. It's been a bloody whirlwind over the last two years, <laughs> and I'm so excited to continue to see Habitat grow. Um, and if anyone is interested in chatting to Jeannie, um, reach out habitat.gym on Instagram is probably your best place. Yeah. And you can check out all the slick colors. Give her a follow because they're doing some incredible things too. Oh, thank you. So much fun. Good to oh, wrap, of like, course. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, I will talk to you soon. See you later. See ya. Coach, don't forget our Irresistible Offer Masterclass is coming up really soon. It's the 20th of September. And if you haven't yet registered for that, do that now before you forget. The link is in the show notes and I cannot wait to see you live there. Did you find something valuable in this episode? If so, I'd like to ask a tiny favor. If you have 30 seconds now, I'd love you to follow or share the podcast. That way we can continue to bring you more real, raw, and uncensored stories from industry leaders. We also love hearing from you and what you loved about every episode. The best way to reach out is to DM me personally on Instagram at Swift Coaches Academy. Until next time, and in whatever you do, move swiftly.